Hey everybody, it's Danny with Gardening for Gains and welcome back to another episode of Plant Rant. Uh, right now I'm uh, driving back um, from a uh, meeting with a customer of mine um, for my day job, um, which is uh, I sell horticultural tools and supplies uh, for a company called AM Leonard. And uh, just got back, I was delivering a uh, actually a donation um, to a non new pretty pretty new nonprofit organization called the so foundation um, and what they do is um, or what their plan is is to kind of help uh, develop the urban farming movement um, kind of serve as like a resource for new new farmers whether that be like urban or um, you know just kind of you know traditional as well so kind of like serve as like a co-op like a resource uh, a place to go to for uh, you know supplies or knowledge you know what what have you uh you know so i'm sure that that will develop into uh you know great uh, great jumping off point for a lot of farmers and i know a lot of people um you know especially younger people the newer generation uh you know it's something like some people think like oh millennials don't want to work they don't want to do this or that yet there's so many millennials that are out there starting these small scale farms and you know really wanting to uh, make an impact on their communities and on the world and i think that the uh, so foundation is definitely going to help with that um, but you know i just want to kind of talk about that a little bit uh, talk about the um, the next generation of farming and and uh, you know just kind of sales in general um, you know because it's so different to me like you know, when I'm sitting in an office and, and talking on the phone or having to call people, like, you know, every call is kind of a cold call. Um, if you don't have it set up or, you know, you don't have an appointment, you don't, you know that someone, you know, you don't have it scheduled to be like, I'm going to call you every two weeks. I'm going to call you every week. But uh, just going out and having that meeting, like, it, you know, and like he said, he's like, you know, I just can't believe that you drove two hours to, to drop this off to us. You know, it's a donation they've not spent any money with us um but to me it's you know that's like i don't know that's not really my focus like it sounds stupid to say as a salesperson um but at the same time it's like you know I, i'm always going to de deliver a million dollars of value even if you only spend a dollar um and that, that's just kind of my whole premise for life and uh something that you know i think gary v tries to tries to illuminate um you know that idea and, uh, but I don't think that it's something that you can like really like force. Um, so, you know, on one hand, like, you know, I could be like, well, you know, just here you go, here's your shit and I'm on, on the road again. But, uh, you know, just to kind of sit, talk with them, like feel that passion that they have for everything and, and feel the energy that they're putting into this is like a, you know, such a huge, uh, like really like a motivator for me too, uh, you know, just as like an aspiring, farmer and uh just as a business person you know very business-minded person like entrepreneurial um you know just wanting to to explore to make the world a better place to you know as as jim had said uh, the executive director there like you know every nonprofit's kind of out to save the world um you know and once you kind of realize that there's so much to the world like it's it's hard to even really tackle like the problems that you have locally so um but, but, you know, I think that you can save the world. And I think it all just happens with that first step. So, you know, they, they have uh, like three high tunnels right now that are 36 wide, or maybe even 30 wide by like 
40 long or something like that. So, you know, not a huge, uh, huge operation or anything, but, but what they're doing is setting the foundation for everything. So, you know, this research farm and uh, it, it's more of like a research farm, I should say, you know, so they're doing that. They've partnered with, you know, like Ohio State and, uh, you know, they've got vendors all over the world that have uh, donated to their cause and you know to be a part of that is like a huge deal I, I feel like and um, you know I, I think people that people want to try to like put a value on like oh well what what is this you know couple hundred dollar or you know thousand dollar donation or whatever what what is that going to turn into and I think that's just a very poor mindset to have you know it's very uh short-sighted it's very uh transactional and and it doesn't really uh you know stand for like a true business person a true business person kind of sees the long tail of everything um and what i mean by that is you know by delivering that million dollars up front even if you don't get a dollar back it doesn't matter um because that's that's who you are it's your character and and, and that shows you know I, <laughs> you work with like-minded people you seek out like-minded people and i think that you know just in talking with with them um with ben and jim just just seeing that they they were on such a mission or they are on such a mission and and you know i feel like i am that way too and and sometimes it's very hard to articulate um you know on, on a couple different different spheres uh, or planes of thought you know so like on one plane of thought is like my sales um, for AM Leonard, you know, that's, that's one thing, um, you know, where you think like, you know, you think about what, what could come or, or you know, something like that. But, uh, you know, I think that like salespeople kind of get a bad rap, um, because that's, that is kind of how they look at things is like, you know, what next, or like, how can I make money out of this or, you know, whatever maybe. Um, but like once you're away from the numbers and kind of out in the world you see the true value that you can bring to people and you know just in talking and uh you know they talk about some mention something about like a deer problem and i say well you know one of the largest pecan growers in the states is using uh this uh you know using garlic clips that's a you know that's been something that's helped them with uh, their pest problems uh mainly deer um so, you know, it's, it's that, that's one thing. And, you know, just seeing um, that you can bring more value to people than what you realize until you really start digging in with those relationships. And, 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 and it's something that you're not like, you don't dig for an opportunity, an opportunity presents itself. Or like you, uh, I just don't think that like in a true, uh, in a true partnership, I don't think that you have to go in for that ask. I don't think you have to hit that right hook, like right off the bat. I don't think that you really ever have, like, until, until you get to that point where you do feel comfortable, like, where you have really built a relationship and it's it's not just in order to get something out of it. Like, if, you, if you're ever going into something expecting something else, you're always going to be let down because, uh, you know, like, uh, I remember one time, like, when we went to, <laughs> this is, like, hilarious just thinking about it, but we went to a circus in uh in sydney and it was like you know we thought it was going to be pretty cool it was like you know a reasonable price and like we were young and like um you know it was just it was almost like laughable because it was like a joke uh it wasn't like a hundred percent serious or um like just the presentation was like really I, I don't know and i was like you know i was young and i just remember 
uh, like later on we had gone to another event. My dad had taken us to a um, monster truck thing at Hera Arena. And it was like monster trucks and dirt bikes. And we're like, I remember walking into it with like, you know, at first I had really high expectations. And then after seeing like, oh shit, this is in an arena, like basically like a hockey sized rink uh, with dirt mounds and like hills and shit. And it's like, how's this gonna be anything? Like, how's this gonna be cool? And then, um, you know, just after like actually waiting it out and, you know, seeing how cool it really was, you know, I remember uh, looking over and telling my dad, like, wow, that was awesome. I thought it was going to be another Sydney Circus. And he just, like, cracked up. Um, so, you know, I, I think that, you know, that's just something you always have to keep in mind. Like, your, your expectation, it, you, you have to give without expectation. And, and, and that's what, like, really builds a true, uh, a true relationship, a true partnership, and a true, uh, you know, it, it's just the way life rolls. I mean... You know, if you think that, uh, it's like when people, you know, I think a lot of like, another example would be like atheists or people that are very um, cynical about God or cynical about uh, religion or what have you. Um, I I think that they look at things and they say, well, how can you have this all-knowing, all-good God and then have evil in the world? And... um, it's like, are, are you that naive? Like, do you think that that's what, how everyone believes? Or like, you know, like what's your, uh, I don't know, like nothing is absolute. And, and uh, you know, at the same time, like God is something that's so complex that you could never understand it, even if, if he's right in front of you, which I think that he is at all times, um, you know, in everything, in, in, in this podcast, in my, you know, in this truck, in the, in the sky and in, in whatever. So, um, you know, it's just kind of short-sighted and like you, you don't understand everything and you can look at data or you, you can look at uh, numbers, facts, figures, whatever the hell you want, but until you're on the ground zero, like you don't really know the truth. And, uh, and I think that's what, you know, kind of their whole, the whole foundation of sh- the show foundation is, is that, uh, you know, they're, they're building this thing up and they've got a lot of connections that they've built and, uh, you know, something that's just like awesome to see in the workings and, and I, I'm really grateful to kind of get in on the ground floor of it, um, you know, as far as like helping them out with some supplies and, uh, you know, the one thing that we did help them out was uh, with was the um, greenhouse film. So this is a polyethylene cover that goes over top of the uh, like metal frames that, uh, you know, if you know anything about greenhouses, it's basically like a metal frame and then there's either like a hard plastic or um, something that's more just like a sheet of plastic and that's that's what we're providing them with is that sheet Um, and they were actually referred to us by the manufacturer of the greenhouse film so we're a distributor of theirs in the states and uh, you know it's top of the line film it's made in Israel you know obviously um, super ag heavy state tech um, you know very tech heavy space and like know just engineering um, a lot of engineering prowess that comes out of Israel and you know it's just a very resilient people resilient nation Um, you know despite what has been going on there for hundreds thousands of years Uh, so you know just kind of a little sidetrack there but um, you know what I don't know so I like to me like anytime you can get a grower to trust you like they can trust your plant 
that they can put their plants under your greenhouse covering. That's a huge, huge thing to to, uh, to have because once once you have that trust, then you know everything else under that you know that falls under that canopy is uh, you know fair game. And um, you know that's that's kind of long tail uh, mindset. You know you have to kind of look at that. And um, you know obviously at the end of the day we are all salespeople, so that's that's where our mind is is going to go is you know at the possibilities but i think that the possibilities of what we can help to build is a lot greater than the possibility of like a hundred or two hundred or a couple thousand dollar sale you know like that's that's very secondary and minor to the to the greater good and the greater change that you can bring um so i i don't know like i i just feel like every time i have like a really good meeting or a really good conversation with uh with growers or like with my customers or potential customers or you know just just build a true connection like you can just you can just feel it like it like it is almost a very physical thing um it, it's so real and uh you know like like when they say that a relationship is a bond that i, I believe that that almost is physical or metaphysical whatever you want to say and um you know just just that strength I think can carry carry a long way. You know, it's like I just met these guys, and and they're like, you know, come down to Grandview or Granville anytime, and you know, we'll go out, we'll grab some beer, you know, we'll uh, you know go to the microbrewery, take you around on a tour through the through town, and you know, I'm kind of upset that I couldn't do that today. Uh, I had some other plans lined up later in the day, but uh, but you know, I don't I don't know. It's just something that's just so strong about uh, about the connection you know between people and especially like just complete strangers you know we've, we've talked on the phone I think once or twice and um, you know other than that it's just all email communication and uh, but you know it's just it's just invaluable to, to meet your customers face to face to see the you know joy or you know whatever you want to say uh, just the passion passion is passion is key to anything in life and uh, you know that's that's part of the reason why why I went and did this too you know and and on the on the flip side of that too you know as a as an aspiring farmer you know I just I definitely wanted to build that connection with them and and just kind of figure out more of what they're about and you know how I can further their mission either through through a AM Leonard or B through my own farm um, you know so right if you've been listening in you know you, you know that I'm running a small CSA this year um, and that's a basically just a veggie subscription box. We'll, we're going to do it weekly or bi-weekly, um, probably more than likely bi-weekly, just so that we are, you know, so people can use all of their produce and to keep it relatively cheap. I think it'll end up being like, you know, 15, maybe 30 bucks a box. I doubt that. Um, it seems a little high for produce. So, um, you know, I, I think probably like 15 to 20 bucks a box and uh, just excuse me just kind of load people up with that so um you know everyone always talks about like i don't want to waste it i don't want to do this or that and and that's kind of my whole thing is like you know every two weeks we'll give you a nice steady supply and then you're not going to have to uh, worry about wasting it and then if you need more i'm sure there'll be plenty more so you know so that's that's my mindset is i've been like really small scale with it and i think that that is just where i needed to start so like they had said you know it's like or, you know, we, we had brought up, I had brought up the, you know, the thing about like, you know, I'm like, you know, I think this, you know, we match up very well. 
and uh, you know I have a very entrepreneurial mindset and you know I know what your mission is I you know and I I too want to save the world um, I think everybody kind of does in the back of their mind they have that little ego um, which is kind of funny too that's a whole nother topic but just like almost like ego of like I feel obligated to better the world um, but at the same time it's very like un ego or maybe it is really egotistical I don't know either way it's good I mean if you're if your ego is to save the world who gives a shit that's a that's a great uh, mission to have a message to spread um, so like I start I'm starting small scale because I ultimately want to be a farmer um, I'm not trying to do the nonprofit thing but you know my gardening four gains the four is um, symbolic of the four percent of my uh, profits or revenue we ha I don't know if I've really decided yet on what's uh, what, what's going to be best but I want to take that number and I want to donate that probably on the revenue just so it's a bigger number and I want to uh, donate that actually use that to create a scholarship fund and in order to uh, to keep people out of debt and to like help people to really chase their dreams whether in college or like a trade school or even for a, a business idea, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not leaving that off the table. I think education, education is important, but at the same time, I always think back like, you know, what would happen if I took that X amount of debt that I put into school and, you know, and, and I got $30,000 every year for a business, you know, it's kind of mind blowing. I mean, it's like, you know, you don't have any bills when you're in college per se I mean you might have some small ones here or there but uh, you know just like what would happen if you really invested that money into a business idea and I don't think anybody has their shit figured out enough by that time or at least majority of people don't have their shit figured out enough so I think it could be a very uh, like a wasteful type of thing you know in some pessimist mind um, but at the same time you know they're um, people are driven and especially in today's economy today's evolving economy you know when you see that people are making million a million dollars making fucking slime on YouTube that's pretty unreal to me and, and it just goes to show that you should just stick with your passion and and really uh, you know exploit that to, to the fullest potential and, um, and when I say exploit I just mean you know bring it to a point of profit bring it to a point where you can live off of your passion uh, because people want to see that people want to hear about gardening they want to hear about you know every little aspect you know if they're like if I'm obsessed with it like think how many like there's millions of people in this world so how many other how many more people are going to be inspired by this and even if it's only one um, you know does that matter or you know like that one person could be Bill Gates and you never know what that could turn into so you know I think that that's a uh, you know that goes back to the whole giving without expectation and I you know I think that's what what I'm doing and I think the only expectation I have is to just continue to work hard for myself and uh, allow my business to evolve um, from a small CSA and and bring it into a, a giant working farm and uh, you know it's like I said to Jim at, you know in our meeting today like the agricultural revolution is like just we're, we're on the cusp of it I mean technology is is evolving so rapidly and and I think that uh, agriculture horticulture the green industry in general has been behind um, and I think that's just due to like a lack of uh, how do you want to say it like 
not not necessarily a lack of innovation because it's definitely happening it's definitely there there's a lot of like you know shit that you don't even know about about like you know water sensors that they have in fields and you know people know uh you know what area of their field is getting less rain or like how the even the microclimates uh, like between like one plot of land like you know a block let's say a mile north of you is you know how different the weather is than where you're at now so you know it's just simple things like that like drone technology is going to be huge um you know remote sensors like robotics uh, you know the list goes on and on and on and you know i'm sure it'll continue to evolve and you know that's that's the beauty of it is that so many people are behind and just the way that ag has been done in the past has been very uh manufacturing type of process like more of like production based and you know it's like this is the way it's always been done this is the way we're doing it like we've grown corn here and beans for hundreds of years why would we switch over to a specialty crop like raspberries or why would we switch over to organic carrots or you know so i think that 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 is something that we're going to see just a rapid change um, you know, when this country started, like 98% of people were farmers. You know, all of our founding fathers grew crops, everything from cotton to, uh, you know, corn, beans, hemp, uh, you know, which not like cannabis, marijuana, but more of like for the fibers, for clothing and, and things like that. Um, because it's like a native crop in, in America, you know, especially like Virginia and, you know, those kinds of areas. So, um, you know, so I think that's where like people get it twisted, especially about like the cannabis and all that shit. But, um, uh, you know, sidetrack, but anyways, so, um, sorry, I'm driving here and the semi just keeps weaving in front of me. So, um, but either way, like I, you know, we're just, we're right on the cusp of this agricultural revolution. You know, we have, uh, like I said, like I started to say before I got off on that little tangent, 98% uh, of the population used to be farmers. Now it's like 3% of the population is farmers. And, uh, you know, what's going to happen to that land when they start to pass on? And, and, and their family, their kids, they don't give a shit about it. They don't want to work hard. They don't want to, you know, they don't want to manage that. They don't know how. Like, they're working in desk jobs. They're selling people mortgages and homes and shit. And, that, like, they're not worrying about, like people see like a development they don't care about the ag they don't care about like the fact of like the population is going to boom and you know um you know we have all these mouths to feed and you know the climate change and you know whatever doom and gloom that people normally bring um you know to this conversation you know i don't think that that is necessarily um the biggest focus uh because i think that you know ag is is definitely evolved a lot in the states I think that where where the revolution really will happen is in Africa, um, and China is taking full advantage of that. I've seen that over the last few years. I know that it's been happening a lot longer than that, probably back into the 80s when like uh, United States and Russia was kind of infiltrating that area in the Middle East. Um, but now it's kind of China. So, but they're doing it in a way that empowers Africa and builds a strong tie. So you know that's that's just economics so i'm kind of getting off on another tangent but i think that the revolution will will start there um just with modernizing agriculture um you know bringing more people towards a um you know controlled agriculture 
and you know sustainable ag is really I think where it's at because uh, just learning how to how to work with the world as an ecosystem rather than uh, working against the world I think that you know kind of in the past people viewed the world as something to be conquered um, and that's like a very European or very like dominant type of stance that people took um, but I don't think that that's the way it should be and I, you know I think that we need to live a little bit more like 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 Native Americans and you know be one with the world um, rather than be one of like to be the the one in the world like you might be at the top of the food chain but uh, you know the thing is that you know that we're kind of supporting the rest of the food chain at the same time like we have that power to you know really dynamically change the world i mean you know as, as stupid as that sounds or maybe cliche or whatever you want to say we do have that power and i think that uh you know some people abuse it or you know just are ignoring that fact uh but but certainly like biodynamics or um, maybe like sustainable agriculture is probably a better word of just like you know, the earth is nurturing us, so we need to nurture it. And I'm not getting off on this hippie tangent or anything, but you know, I think that that's just, that is important. Um, you know, like crop rotation and understanding like, uh, you know, crops that work well together, like companion planting. So, um, you know, that's the reason, that's the reason that farmers plant beans after they plant corn, because legumes and beans they have this special power of being able to pull nitrogen out of the air and then they that nitrogen fixates in their roots so when you see these farmers not tilling their land that's because they want to keep that nitrogen in the soil and so then when they rotate that crop and they plant their corn the next year that drastically reduces the amount of fertilizer that they have to use so we're not all having to smell chicken shit and you know all that stuff and if you live out in the country or like Ohio, rural America, whatever, you know that smell and it's like the worst. Like you feel like you're inside of a chicken coop, like, and oh my God, like it's the worst thing in the world. So, you know, to drastically reduce that, reduce like fertilizer runoff, um, you know, so that's like one part of it is like the environmental impact. But like the other side of that is, uh, you know, the, from an economical standpoint, like of a farmer, you know, fertilizer is not cheap. Like, um, you know, it's a commodity, but, and, and it's something that you need for your crops. It's something that you need to grow, but it's not the, uh, you know, it's not like farmers want to use this, or it's not like farmers want to use Roundup, or, um, you know, if they didn't have to use anything at all, they wouldn't. But the fact of the matter is, when you are uh, tasked with, uh, let's say you're growing corn for uh, General Mills, uh, you know, and they expect that you're gonna get, bring in, you know, 500 truckloads and you decide, I don't wanna spray Roundup at this time, and then you have weeds choke out, you know, 100 truckloads, then who's, who's in, uh, you know, you're kind of in a bad spot. So, you know, I think that's something that people don't realize as well, um, you know, farmers, farmers got to do what they got to do and I think that like seed companies have gotten a bad rap like especially Monsanto you know with the whole GMO thing don't get me wrong I definitely don't agree with chemicals I've been saying it since I first started spraying Roundup and glyphosate of you know when I did it I worked for the city of Sydney and um, you know that was my job as I was the pesticide ap applicator basically and 
you know, as long as I was within a, uh, you know, I took all the tests and stuff to, like, you know, the safety and, you know, took all those measures and stuff, but I just, I was just like, and, you know, I'm very sensitive to, like, smells and stuff, so, you know, just smelling it all day, I'm like, this is, like, cancer-causing, and, you know, I was saying this before they even, everyone was even bitching and, you know, pitching a fit about it, you know, so which I'm sure I wasn't the first one and whatever, but just that smell is just very, like it almost smells toxic or like just a very like a caustic kind of chemical. But the truth of, of the matter is that, it, that it's less toxic than aspirin, um, which obviously you wouldn't want to drink Roundup, but uh, you know, that, that's just the fact of the matter. And there's been tons of tests on it. And uh, you know, these seed companies, they're, they're developing this Roundup resistant corn so that so that farmers can succeed so that people can be fed and it's not you know it's not about economics at the end of the day it is about food being on the table so if it takes a uh, genetically modified seed to allow that to happen for people to be fed i don't understand why people are fighting that um so i'll get off my soapbox now but that's my two cents on that shit. so um you know either way uh you know, I know I went off on like a huge tangent there, but, uh, you know, just kind of coming back, you know, just coming full circle, um, you know, going back to my gardening for gains thing, you know, I, you know, I want to help people too. And that's what it basically comes down to is we all, um, you know, want to help ourselves. We want to build our passion up. And I think that we all want to pull everyone else up with us. And that's, that's the difference with the new economy is um, it's going to be very much of like a shared economy. It's going to be very much of a uh, bartering system. It's going to be like a, I don't want to say co-op, but, you know, kind of like a co-op. I, I think my saying and my thing that I've been living by for the past couple of years is the way of the past is the way of the future. And, um, you know, history repeats itself, but it's also refined as history repeats itself. So I think that you'll... You know, I don't think that America is going to go into like this communistic state or whatever. I think that it's going to be like a capitalistic take on communism. Um, so, you know, whether that's like uh, like a co-op. I mean, really, honest in all honesty, like a business is, in a sense, a, a very like a like a commune. You know, and if you want to if you want to bitch at me in the comments, I I will be more than happy to to take this on. But you know, uh, you know, it's like. I just feel that, that in the new age, like uh, companies are, are looking more as like, the CEO shouldn't get that $2 million bonus. Like, you know, that should be distributed amongst the people because the people are, are the engine of your business. And, the, and that's, that's what everyone misses. They think it's all about numbers. They think it's all about data, but like who the fuck's creating that data? And like, who are you to say like, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I can't under, I can't, really articulate that fully right now I don't know because I'm not like jabbing at anybody in general but just like business in general I guess and uh, you know just seeing like I saw a stat and I don't know if it's true or not but like just about how tax reform and like you know with the tax dollars like a lot of that money has gone back to shareholders and like do you think that's right do you think that's wrong and like you know on one hand I see that um, you know I own stocks and stuff and very like small amounts and you know just like through micro stock um like stash app um you know so i own like some stock and etfs uh 
and uh, you know th- things like that. But uh, so so I can understand you know giving back to the people that are pouring money into your business. But but uh, you know ultimately your employees are the ones that are executing that. And I think that the better you treat your people, the better that your people will treat you. And and ultimately that just goes back to the shareholders. So um, you know so if you start with the bottom, and this can even be applied to, uh, you know, apply this to agriculture as well. If you start with the bottom, you start with that soil and you really nurture that soil, uh, you know, you give back to it as much as it gives to you, then you're going to see great returns. And, and, and this has been proven time and time again, like these dynamic farms, like, you know, I don't want to say biodynamic because I think a lot of that stuff is like, you know, based on like cycles of the moon and like crazy shit like that. I'm not discounting that 100% either, but, um, but you know, it's uh, you know just building building your soil builds everything else, and your soil they call it media for a reason because it's the it's it's what's you know spreading the message. It's it's delivering the message of of the fertilizer. It's delivering the messages of diseases even you know so if you keep it healthy if you really nurture that then uh you know i think that your returns will be will be justified i think that your returns um you know you're gonna see the long tail uh from that and i don't know if everyone knows what i mean by long tail but just like everything that follows it so like let's just say like if i was to start a blog about gardening you can start and you can just have a blog about how to garden and then you can have a blog how to till your soil, why you shouldn't till your soil, um, how to grow peppers, how to grow tomatoes, why are my tomatoes rotting on the end? Those are the long tail of gardening, of, of like the garden blog. So it's everything else that follows. Um, so it's like, you know, like the dominoes. It's, uh, it, it's what keeps businesses alive and stable and running forever. If you put, um, Tobacco farmers have seen this. If you put tobacco in the soil and you you continue to grow tobacco in that soil year after year, season after season, generation after generation, you zap, you completely zap the soil of all the nutrients because of how much it takes for that leaf, for that tobacco to grow and to thrive and to, to become what you need it to be. And it takes a lot of chemicals to keep the, you know, the diseases off of it um, and, you know, you can't grow certain crops by like you can't grow tomato plants by your uh, tobacco plants because they're in the same family. So you know, so that's kind of interesting too. Um, and uh, you know, so it's just like knowing all of those things. And 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 you know, so so when you like, let's just say like a tobacco farmer for for instance, like if you continue to put that in the soil and you don't rotate your crop or you don't put something that's going to return something to that to that soil then then you've zapped it and and the same goes for for the bottom like with your employees you know if you don't um you know really give to them then then eventually you're going to zap them and you're not that's going to be a resource that you've lost you know in the future so um you know honestly i've been rambling so much i don't even know what the hell that was supposed to tie back to um but you know just kind of to tie it into gardening for gains i mean you know i i see like obviously like employees once that happens you know i'm going to treat my employees as well as i can 
you know, whether that's through like a production basis, um, pay or like, you know, steady base and then production pay, you know, whatever. But like, I, I just know what it means to like, like how much it means to feel appreciated. And, you know, a lot of times that isn't like a monetary, you know, it's something small. It's, it's telling people they do a good job or, you know, something like that, or, you know, just like to be more realistic, like since it's not like, I don't have employees yet, um, like to give back to the community, to give back, like, because I know the struggle of being, um, like, you know, kind of coming from a middle-class family and, you know, I feel like it, it's, I have an advantage to get some scholarships, but on the other hand, you know, it's like you don't have an advantage to get some of these scholarships. And I think there are a lot of kids out there that are really kind of struggling to find that money or that motivation in order to be like, why should I put myself in debt and like come out of school and, you know, just immediately be in debt? Like, and that's mind blowing to me. And, you know, I had to move in with my parents and live with them for a couple of years in order to pay down my student loans. And, uh, and, and, you know, I just, I feel like that's wrong. And, and, you know, it's, it's my obligation just as someone who has seen people, I've seen people come out with zero debt. Uh, you know, they got scholarships that paid for their whole schooling and, and, you know, they wasted it. They didn't do what they needed to do. And I've seen other people come out with $100,000 in debt and then they really don't know what the hell to do. Or, you know, they, you know, your life can't get started when you have that looming over you. And, um, you know, it's like, how are you supposed to pay for a house or pay rent when you have like a rent payment of like a student loan? Like, and then that's accruing interest. And it's just insane. It's insane. And, uh, you know, it's something that's definitely going to, uh, we're going to see the, the effects of that in the next, definitely in the next 15 to 20 years, maybe even sooner. Um, and that's not being pessimistic. That's just being realistic. It's, uh, it's just bound to happen. And uh, the price of school has skyrocketed. It's unreal. And, you know, professors making 80 grand, 100 grand still don't think that they, they're getting paid enough. And, and I don't know the whole story behind that. You know, I, I know that there's probably the adjunct professor that's struggling and having to work at three different colleges in order to make ends meet. So I feel it. I feel all that. And, uh, you know, that's just the, just the struggle of life. And if you, that's what you love to do, if you love to teach, then too fucking bad. And uh, you got to do what you got to do to make ends meet. So your passion trumps your pay. And, um, you know, I, I think that... Uh, you just can't get too comfortable in one spot, and uh, if you if you are worried about that, then you need to hop on eBay and start selling some shit, like I'm doing. So that's where I'm going next is to uh, see how uh, how cheaply I can uh, ship this damn air fryer down to Puerto Rico, since uh, I put U.S. shipping only, and lo and behold, of course, someone from Puerto Rico is going to order it. So uh, Javier, thank you for the business, um, but damn it. So that's how I'm going to kind of end everything here. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the rant. I kind of unleashed and, uh, you know, just kind of let some of my thoughts really flow today. And I think that's something, you know, that I'm going to try to do a lot more. Just try to be more real um, because I think people want to see the real. And it's not like I'm not being real, but I felt very limited in those five minutes that Anchor was previously uh, allowing. And, um, you know, I think it's kind of dangerous to go off on these tangents. Um you know, rambles, but that's what the plant rant's all about. That's what my whole thing, like my whole thesis of life is about. It's just like rambling and ranting and, and I love that shit, you know? It's like, 
that's where your true thoughts come out and that's you know it takes me a little while to get comfortable around people and uh, you know I think it takes a while to get comfortable inside your own head and with your own voice um, especially like with a podcasting podcast type of thing like you know at first I was worried you know what are people gonna think and then I'm like oh fuck people aren't even listening anyways so who gives a shit and even if they are who gives a shit like you know like I, you know I, I welcome people to challenge me like tell me why communism is better than capitalism tell me why tell me why like like just just challenge all of my thoughts like I you know I, I like I think that's what's important about life is like you know nobody is right or wrong and I think that's the problem that we've been seeing is like you know everything's so bipartisan and it's like black and white and um, it's just unreal like you know I, I don't think that you know, that's why I don't tell people that I'm a Republican because I don't think like that. Like, I don't think, like, when you say that and then you start talking about some of your thoughts, then people are like, well, that sounds pretty liberal. Well, you know what? Like, that's why I consider myself more of a libertarian. But, uh, but you know, I, I do tend to think a little bit more on, like, uh, conservative policies in certain aspects. But, you know, I'm also not afraid of change or afraid of, like, you know like let's just say like medical marijuana for instance like i know that conservatives are probably very uh you know gun shy about that no pun intended um but like you know they don't like people don't understand that and i think even like liberal people maybe don't want that because they don't want to see the degradation of society yada 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 you know whatever um you know ill-conceived like misconception you have in your mind about whatever um you know, and I, I think that people are just so short-sighted and they, they see one thing or they see the negatives and, and not see, like, job creation or, um, like, alternative industries, like, like alternative medicine, alternative fibers, alternative fuels even. Like, you know, that's something that's highly unexplored with, with uh, probably all crops. I mean, like, you know, that's ethanol. Like, they tried, tried with that. That was a big fail, I think. Like, it takes more fuel to produce ethanol than it produces, you know? So it's like you know, that sort of thing, but, um, you know, either way, again, getting off on another tangent, but, you know, I just want to kind of, um, let you guys know that's what I'm, what I'm looking to do, and I look forward to any challenges, any questions, and, um, you know, I, I would love to interview someone on this show, and, and get your thoughts, and get your real shit out here, and, and challenge me, and put me on the spot, and, like, see what we can come up with, so, um, if you made it this far, I appreciate everything, um, you know, appreciate the support. And um, as always, I appreciate it.